0: Hey, I'm Asher.
1: And I'm Jackson. And what
0: you're about to listen to is strictly confidential. So you know at the top of the show we say, Hey, I'm Asher, and I'm Jackson. And then we do the thing and the song plays. Yeah. We all just heard it. Uh, That's what I want to talk to you about, actually. Uh, This whole Jackson thing that you got going on. Yeah. I just think that, I want to be real with you, it's about time that we, that we come out of our comfort zone, you know? I think this Jackson thing's a little played out,
1: don't you think? I'm interested to see where you're going with this, but yeah, sure. I mean,
0: I, I think you've just gotten a little too attached, that's all. I think if, you need to, if you're gonna grow as a person, you need to stretch your wings. And I think you're just a little too cozy with this Jackson thing. I mean, you go to camp, every time you go to band camp, every kid knows you can't introduce yourself as your real name because you can be whatever you want. At band camp? I went, at band camp, or any camp. Go to church camp. What's your name, kid? I can be whatever I want. Y'all have that one kid that speaks in a British accent because he's from London, and for that week, he is. He's probably from Ohio, but for one week, he's from London. And I realized that the internet's kind of the same thing, man. We can be whatever we want on here. But we still stick with asher and jackson
1: well sometimes we're cursed to be different things like my playstation network username is the log lady (laughs) because in high school i was watching twin peaks and made my playstation network username not knowing that they wouldn't ever let you change it
0: some things are a little less ephemeral on the internet i guess
1: i think there is a nice tranquility though to me perpetually being the underscore log underscore lady though
0: but I'm also kind of saying, like, even outside of special occasions, in elementary school I was Asher, then I was Freeman, then I was Ash Ketchum, then I was Huge Nerd, and then I was Murphy, and then I was Dork. And then, uh, you know, now I just kind of pigeonhole
1: myself into Asher, and I think I don't have to. So you're only using names that you have, other than a couple names that you were bullied with.
0: I'm just saying, I, th- you have this piece of paper That says Jackson Scott Gressley, and I don't understand why that has to rule your life, you
1: know? See, the thing is, I don't let my name rule my life. But if we're talking about, like, perfect names for ourselves, which I think we could be talking about, like, the idealistic name I would rather have instead of Jackson. Yeah. um, I would love to be Jetson. Jetson you can just be that I would love that to be my first name And you know how when you're talking with your parents about what they named you they always think that they fully perfected it Like if idealistically, they did think about it for like a second like idealistically. They thought about it for a long time Well a couple months ago I asked my dad why he named me Jackson instead of Jetson and he stood there and thought about it for a second and went Yeah, that's a much better name. (laughs) (laughs) Which is about as frustrating as possible because there's, in my eyes, the nickname Jack isn't a great nickname. But Jet? Oh my goodness. Oh, hell yeah. You go from
0: Tom Cruise character to anime character. 100% Anyway, I'll let you think about it. You can be whatever you want to out here, man. I just want you to expand and grow. So, anyway, welcome to Struthy Confidential. I'm Jeff Gordon, and I'm great at race cars.
1: (laughs) I'm definitely taking that clip out of context and using it elsewhere. (laughs) Because (laughs) because the phrase, I'm great at race cars, (laughs) makes me so unrealistically
0: happy. Well, I've gotta I gotta get to the track, but before we do that, we should talk about a conspiracy theory.
1: Before we do that, I just want you to know that I'm definitely changing your text tone to your recording of I'm great at race cars. <laughs> so every, My legacy. So every time I get a text from Jeff Gordon, it my phone will audibly say I'm great at race cars. Yeah. Because you keep
0: forgetting, like, what's this man do? Why do I know his name? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: Yeah, today we're talking about the theory that birds are not real. So, this one was actually brought to me by a friend from Waco, Zach Roberts. He sent me a link to their Instagram because there is an official Birds Aren't Real Tumblr, Instagram, and website. And so, this one is interesting because we're going to be pigeonholing ourselves a little bit and only focusing on the website. But um, Yes, but uh, this is kind of crazy because it seems like they formed a community based around this kind of buck wild idea and it's entirely sprouted from this website. So the only news about this theory that's about the theory is on this website, whereas people have posted a lot about this website specifically, if that makes sense. Like if you Google birds aren't real, you're going to come up on the official Birds Aren't Real website. But, and so what we're going to be talking about today is the uh, official uh, history of the theory. Great. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to start off with a quote from Richard Nixon, uh, which I uh, want to come come out and say I don't know if this is a quote from Richard Nixon, but this website said it was, so we're going to pretend it is. We needed a way to keep an eye on the American citizens without them knowing. It was imperative for their own safety, of course. We hired only the best. It took years. We designed, built, tested, failed. We persisted. Eventually, over decades, we had it. A fleet of covert technological surveillance devices unlike anything the world had ever seen. We called them birds. (laughs) And if you think that's funny, just get excited for the rest of this. So the government extinguished, which is the word this website uses multiple times and I would have used the word uh, exterminate, but extinguished is the one they used. Over 12 billion birds between 1959 and 1971. Okay, so they aren't claiming that birds never existed. No, 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 no. They're claiming that birds for the most part no longer exist. I don't think Okay. I don't think anybody really thinks they could have gotten rid of every single bird. It's kind of like how in Star Wars there is at least one Jedi left. Right. Yeah. So the director for the Central Intelligence Agency from 1953 to 1961, Alan Welsh Duels, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but for the sake of our argument today, we're going to pronounce his last name as Duels. met with a man from the Boeing Airplane Company to order 120 B-52 bombers that they would use to exterminate the bird population. The way they wanted to do it in Area 51 so they could be discreet, but the way we have heard about this is that 23 men from the airplane company, the Boeing airplane company, drove a bus down to Area 51, and apparently they weren't informed that they were supposed to be discreet, so they spray painted stuff on the side of the bus like Area 51 or bust. (laughs) And this ragtag team of, like, unfortunate engineers i think would make the most fun movie ever because they have so many little like quirks like one man neil ford was supposed to be one of the engineers was left behind by the men on the bus because apparently he kept drinking too much water and was making them stop too often to pee we all have the relative we wish we could do that too these people just left him on the side of the road ruthless Uh, But he is how we got a lot of the information because he spoke to the Birds Aren't Real movement before he died in the 90s. He talked about how Duels specifically wanted engineers without families so that afterwards they could disappear without being noticed. Oh, jeez. It's a dark history, but yeah. So the men were tasked with making a new model of a B-52 called the B-52B. And I'll let you know, I'll let you guess what the B stands for. (laughs) it's birds (laughs) so these B-52Bs had 450 gallon water tanks in them and this is the scariest part of this but historically one of the engineers was so discouraged that he was kind of giving up and Duels tried to knock some sense into him but he hit him over the head with a 40 pound wrench and put him in a life ending coma
0: good lord they were serious about it
1: yeah, and so this made the other 21 men afraid to make any mistakes, even though they were never seen again. The men were, after they were sent out, they were kind of sent back on the bus, but then their bus was intercepted, and they were put on the front lines of Vietnam, where they survived a couple of weeks before being captured and killed by the Viet Cong. So, Whoa. the birds. The cleanup grew. <laughs> yeah. So how were the birds killed? The uh, water tanks were full of bird poison, <laughs> yeah that would be easy from bird or for birds to spread to other birds so the bird as soon as it got the bird poison would have 24 hours to live but in that time if it interacted with any other birds that bird would also get the bird poison the poison was spewed at a high altitude so it would only reach birds It took them two years to build a plane, so in 1959, on June 14th, they started the, I guess, spreading of the bird poison? And in the next six years, 72% of the bird population was eliminated. And So, pretty effective. Yeah. Do you want to hear the funniest part of this whole thing to me? Let's hear it. The pilots who were flying the B-52Bs, according to this theory, they all thought they were part of a nationwide grass growth initiative yeah that's what they tell all the people who are
0: crop dusting that are spreading the chemtrails, Jackson <laughs> This
1: has been going on for a while. It's so funny to me that they like the people with this theory believe that pilots flying these specialty made air force planes, a hundred and twenty of them thought that the government wanted better grass. <laughs> And so during this period of time, they also had started to release the the drone bird prototypes. And they, while they did that, they also built robot birds that would patrol the nation hunting and removing actual birds from the skies.
0: Oh, dang. Okay. So these are armed. These are dangerous.
1: Yeah. So there are two kinds of birds that they're sending out. They're sending out the birds that uh, Richard Nixon is talking about that are the birds that look basically just like a little blue jay or something, but they've got cameras in their eyes and they send data back to the government. So they've got those birds. But then other birds are big, terrifying robot birds, which I imagine they probably also tried to make look like regular birds. But those birds are killing real birds. So this is all happening in the
0: 70s, mid to late 70s. So big bird, government propaganda?
1: I don't know. So I... Uh, I imagine that that might just be a coincidence. I don't think that the, uh, that the government would have really impacted Sesame Street that much. I just think that they are
0: conditioning us to see a monstrous horror of a bird and think he is a friend. Nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to fear. Well, I large think... bird,
1: Large bird is friend. <laughs> large bird is friend is a t-shirt that I want us to make. Um, <laughs> but I think that it's important to remember what we talked about in our Mothman episode, where okay, we talked about how back in that time, they didn't really have standards for what these puppet things should be. You know what I mean? Like with ALF and stuff. That's true. Like there, there are, are strict rules now, but they didn't exist back then. It like, was the Wild West. Like if you watch Dark Crystal or movies like that, which is spectacular by the way, but if you watch movies like that, you're going to see a lot of some just crazy nonsense. Yeah, that would not, that would not exist in 2018. Dark Crystal. Listeners, I would highly recommend you watch it because it is a spectacular film. But it's that kind of thing, I think, happened a lot. Whereas I think it's, I think we could say, yeah, Big Bird is probably associated with the government, but I don't think that it has to be, you know what I mean? I think it could just be, I think it could just be a weird thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So just that I understand the trajectory of the theory What's the end goal that Richard Nixon has for killing all the birds? Is it just surveillance of the American population?
1: That's entirely the purpose, is that they want to survey the entire population of America, and they think that... I don't really know why they had to get rid of the birds to do it. That's what I
0: was saying! You could just sneak... You could just Scooby-Doo your way in, like the... the you have... A few real paintings, then you punch the eyes out of one painting, and then you look around in the, to get a, to scope the scene with the mystery gang, You could just do that with birds and have one or two fake birds for every
1: ten real birds. And then it's even harder to tell them apart. See, that's the part of this whole thing that confounds me too, is that I understand the idea of creating fake Scooby-Doo-style birds that are going to watch us. But why... To those birds, I guess. What if it's just not?
0: What if they just weren't great at it? And they realized that if we had a direct comparison, we'd realize something was up. Yeah, that's like I... every time we look in the trees, we're like, did did birds used
1: to blink? Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I'm nah, all... they never, they never did. I'm also imagining like so that's what i was thinking too is it's got to be some sort of comparison thing but i'm also imagining that there are imagine two blue jays standing next to each other and one of them is a robot and one of them is not you would imagine the one that's not a robot would recognize that the other one is a robot and would start just all out attacking it you know what i mean yeah i think that would be a little discomforting and would make make me trust birds a little bit less and that's I, why the fake
0: ones are combat birds, because they have to defend themselves against those natural instincts that all real birds have.
1: Right, but if bird, if robot bird gets attacked by regular bird, and then robot bird, like, pulls out a gun and shoots regular bird... <laughs> I'm gonna be very suspicious of birds. That's a good point. And, I, so I think that's that's part of it. It may just be a contingency thing, that they couldn't make that many robot birds, and so they can't have them be attacked by other birds as well.
0: Yeah. And again, if you have one bird that's sitting on a branch that's going, tweet, 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 and you have one that's going, tweet, 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 tweet. It's like, this, did birds always
1: make the dial-up sound? I think so. Yeah, they all do that. And that's, so I guess that's why it's so that if I have, like, if I'm trying to poison you, I don't know, I I guess that's probably why they did it, so that they could have no comparison and so that they're easier to hide. Yeah,
0: if there's a second Jackson, an artificial Jackson that's walking around, my eternal nightmare. You can't have you around being like, "Hey, no, no, that's that's uh
1: that's clearly fake." But there's one last element of this theory that I think is also about as crazy as the other stuff, but it's... Well,
0: they successfully killed 72% of the population, but uh, it,
1: was there another
0: 25% that's still hanging out?
1: So that was only during that s- those six years. So I imagine... Oh, okay. ...that since then, a lot of the robot bird hunting birds, which is uh, a correct phrasing, but a weird thing to say, all of the... <laughs> All of the robot bird hunting birds, uh, not incorrect, but uncomfortable. Yeah, I think there's a good chance that they have killed quite a few more of that 25% since then. Um, and I, okay, I believe that it said somewhere in here, they've killed uh, something like 1963 uh, JFK. He didn't know that this bird thing was happening, but he overheard Duels and somebody else talking about it. And what he heard them saying was, we've killed about 1.1 billion so far. And the best thing is the robot birds we've released in their place have done such a good job that nobody even suspects a thing. And Kennedy was so against that that apparently the CIA assassinated him. (laughs) Whoa. And so I think that's a much bigger part of this than birds that they just, in one paragraph... So this thing is probably a 15, 20-paragraph piece that I'm reading? Yes. It's it, very in-depth. And a paragraph and a half are spent on... Not even a full paragraph and a half are spent on this huge theory that Kennedy was killed because of the birds.
0: Well, it just seems obvious, you know? Like, why even, why even explain what you already know?
1: Yeah. But, so, what questions do you have for the... Uh, for this, other than the fact of why did they need to kill the birds?
0: Well, what I notice about 1.1 billion birds is that's a lot of birds. <laughs> Where yeah. did they go? If you're just poisoning birds in the air and they die, they still fall. I I just are there a lot? Do they also release 1 billion hungry cats to <laughs> to clean up the mess?
1: So let's try and think that through. I think probably. If I were a bird and I noticed that I wasn't feeling great, I would probably try to get out of the sky, right? <laughs> because if I'm just like flying over New York City and all of a sudden I like faint or something, I'm dead. True. So I imagine they probably went to like a nest where they could rest a little bit, right? And then unknowingly Don't shake any trees. <laughs> but. I wouldn't be surprised if so since this website is the only source of information for these birds, i wouldn't be surprised if there was also if there were also birds that helped take care of removed birds you know what i mean hmm. like i wouldn't be surprised if these robot birds also had a uh like also had ways of getting rid of Like, is that making sense? Sure. I mean, I guess, yeah. I guess if, uh,
0: you know, government surveillance, creating a robot that can perfectly mimic flight, the complex flight patterns of a bird, the ability to be fully armed and dangerous, just carrying around a little push broom isn't such a big stretch. And so I am actually— Because otherwise it'd be raining bird bones just— normally like that would be a regular occurrence in the 70s like you notice how every time you step outside bird skeletons are falling from the sky
1: i wouldn't be surprised if there were some people who knew like if this theory is true i wouldn't be surprised if there were some people who experienced seeing this happen and seeing oh hey uh a a couple birds fell but while i'm thinking about it that could be uh, related to bird flu and people could think that bird flu is what is happening when these birds are dying Yeah avian influenza. Afflu- true, true,
0: true. And I'm an educated man. If I see a bird whip out a pistol and absolutely riddle another bird with full of holes, I just think It's evolution at work. Survival of the fittest. That's the way it's got to be. That's the way it's got to be man. Nature's hard. It's rough out there. Only the strong survive. There's a movie where
1: there's a bird with a gun,
0: right? I am not certain that's true. Yes, there is! Detective Heart of America uh, by the genius Jason Steele. Just a plug for that. You can see it on YouTube. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah. I, I've definitely seen this. I Okay, uh, searching for bird with a gun is the funniest Google search I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> Don't know what to do with your Monday? <laughs> don't know what to do with your Monday? Search bird with a gun. Actually, no. Open an incognito window, search bird with a gun, and click images and die laughing. It is so funny. A lot New of- segment of the show, incognito mode. We let you
0: know things that you definitely want to see that you don't want in your browser history. <laughs> Biggest anti-gun rights turkey. Before the eagle, the turkey was proposed to be the, the national bird. How did he lose that position? I don't know. Uh, Anti gun so, rights, man. It's all politics.
1: That so. We all know probably some person that claims to be a bird watcher, right? Do we? I don't think I do. Okay, we all know that there are people who claim to be bird watchers, there, right? We all know someone who says, yeah, you look at birds, but I look at birds really good. Imagine that being a talent you could claim. Like, imagine I could put, like, on a dating site. I'm really good at looking at birds. I look at birds harder than anyone. I go to bird-looking competitions, and I look at birds better than other people. I got the blue ribbon at (laughs) bird-looking. Carrot, I've seen
0: it. Mockingbird, I've seen it. Name a thing. Name one. Come on. I've seen (laughs) it. Name one. Name one.
1: I have looked at it. But, so we have lists and lists of different kinds of birds, right? Sure. How many of those birds do you think ever actually existed? Or do you think some kinds of birds could just be robots? Well, there's a bird that's called a booby, and there's like
0: a yellow-bellied tit. So clearly they're just mocking us at this point.
1: Well, I think one thing you should keep in mind is that I don't think the birds came up with these names. No, no, the birds didn't. The government did. That's what I'm saying. Like, man, if they believe this, they'll believe anything. So yeah, I, I would be surprised if... So what's interesting about this website is that they are... It seems like writing a book at the same time... As They are releasing this website. So the history is written in chapters and they're about halfway through chapter two before it gets to To be continued so I imagine we'll come back to this but what I was thinking we could do is they have Straightforward contact information and everything Do we want to potentially reach out with that to them with some questions? Yeah, I think we do I think we can check back in on this. Yeah, so uh, next Monday Uh, Yeah, so next Monday at the end of the episode, we will come back with a a quick update on some question answers if they have any Um, Let's go ahead and ask them. What's up with the bird bones? Where did they go? I'm gonna type it. What's up with the bird bones? Where they go? Okay, any other questions? I think that's all I want to know. That's all you (laughs) want to know That's the only question you have is what up with the bird bone where they go well, they pretty clearly explained everything else. Uh, I want to know, uh, what are they using the B-52Bs for now? Hmm. Because I'm sure they didn't just get rid of a bunch of perfectly good bird planes. <laughs> okay, we need one more good question that we can send them, because otherwise this I don't think they'll give us the time of day which is two questions. True, true. You need a good three. You got to fill out the Trinity. Is Big Bird involved? Yes. Thank you. I can finally (laughs) sleep. God. I'm going to add both of those just because I would like to know uh, what birds they think are fake. What bird species do you believe are fake? And then, yeah, um, that's all I've got. Well, now that we've spent all this time in the skies,
0: I think it's time to come back down to Earth and we're going to... Grab those skis, grab that snowboard. We're gonna hit the snopes, baby. Yeah? Yeah, man. So, Coca Cola, I love it. You love it. It has, it has replaced water in my life, and I feel great. Um, the Coca Cola company has entered negotiations to produce cannabis infused beverages. Whoa. Beverage Giant. Did not confirm or refute news reports that they were in talks with a Canadian cannabis company. So it sounds a little shaky, but there's a little bit more to support it than you might think.
1: Wow! So this is this isn't just a tiny news site stuff. This is on Forbes. This is Forbes. This is Fox Business. This is
0: BNN Bloomberg. It's all over. It's all over. These are credible sources. This is not Daily World News report. Whatever. Maybe. So,
1: Maybe cannabis Coca Cola won't make me feel weird stomach wise. Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: so go on. This is Fox Business. Coca Cola is reportedly in talks with a cannabis company to make marijuana infused beverages to help ease drinkers' inflammation and pain. Yeah, that's what it's used for, according to a news report from BNN Bloomberg. According to the outlet's sources, the world's largest beverage company is talking with Aurora Cannabis. That's the name of the Canadian company develop a (laughs) health-focused, key words, health-focused beverage line infused with CBD, CBD actually being the non-psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, so it can treat pain but doesn't get users high. So what's the point? The new beverages will be pegged to drinkers who suffer from inflammation, pain, or cramping, So unlike other deals between alcohol makers and cannabis producers, they aim at making drinks that give consumers a buzz, similar to inhaling marijuana. Coca-Cola and Aurora would likely develop beverages that are more about recovery drinks, right? This is the uh, monster rehab that act like is good for you. So these reports prompted several inquiries from readers about the veracity of claims that Coca-Cola was already in negotiations. Uh, Statements from both Coca-Cola and Aurora Cannabis conspicuously left open the possibility that two companies were indeed in negotiations over a CBD-infused, quote, recovery drink. Neither party has confirmed any plans or even talks on the record. As, As such, the reports remain unproven as of September 2018. But let's remember what company we're dealing with. This is Coca-Cola, and this is... Man, we're bringing it back to the 1800s. Coca-Cola used to contain cocaine. Is that... And I... So is that actually true? That's real. I I more or less wrote that off as playground rumor, like it has coca in it. But Coca-Cola in 1885 was uh, named for its two... Big quotations, medicinal ingredients, extract of coca leaves, which is where cocaine comes from, and cola nuts. Did you know
1: cola is a nut, Jackson? I did not, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a whole genre of nuts I've never heard of. Yeah, well, cola nuts mixed in with a little
0: bit of that sweet, sweet cocaine. Just how much cocaine was originally in the formula is kind of hard to determine, believe it or not. Coca-Cola Corporation isn't super proud of this past, but the drink undeniably contained some cocaine in its early days. This is fact. Frederick Allen describes the public attitudes co- towards cocaine that existed in Coca-Cola uh, as a little bit different back then. The first stirrings of the national debate had begun over the negative aspects of cocaine, and manufacturers were growing defensive over charges that use of their products might lead to cocaineism, or the cocaine habit. So the full-throated fury against cocaine was still years off. But Coca-Cola was still getting anxious to continue promoting the uh, supposed benefits of the coca leaf. There's no reason to risk putting more than a tiny bit of coca extract in their syrup, so they cut the amount to a mere trace. This is back when
1: cocaine was good for you, man. They cut the amount to a mere trace. So is there still a small amount of coca leaf in my Coca-Cola? Maybe that's the conspiracy of the modern day. Because what this says is they did cut it back. Um, and honestly, I'm fine if there's a little bit of coca leaf in my Coca-Cola. But does that mean that there still is?
0: Well, how much cocaine was a mere trace is impossible to say, according to Snopes. But we do know that by 1902, it could it was as little as 1 400th of a grain of cocaine per ounce of syrup. But it was still in there. Coca-Cola didn't completely uh, go cocaine-free until 1929. Okay. But there was scarcely any of the drug left in the drink
1: by then anyway. So the whole cocaine scare was very minimal. if It was one four hundredth of a grain of cocaine. Well, it started
0: off as much more. And as public concern grew, they slowly
1: weaned people off of it. Well, I want to know how much a grain of cocaine is because if a grain is like 800 grams, a 400th of that is still... Oh, no. There is... Wow. Grains of cocaine are tiny. (laughs) One gram is 15.4 grains, according to this Yahoo Answers answer. That's crazy. Okay, well... So all that to say that Coca-Cola is no stranger
0: to putting questionable ingredients into their beverages if they have a
1: positive effect on the person who's drinking it. But what I think it's what's so different about the CBD option is that CBD itself, I mean, I don't know very much about medical stuff beyond medical software design, but I, from what I know, CBD itself has very few negative parts to it, right? Sure, yeah. And that's what gives us a lot of credibility. But also
0: makes it a little bit less fun because they're avoiding the THC side of things altogether. So you may very, uh, it may be a very real possibility that soon Coca-Cola will have CBD, but you're not gonna get high.
1: Why? Oh, the CBD, not the THC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would definitely be open to trying a THC infused Coca-Cola is all I'm saying. So that was a fun time on the Snopes. Yeah, man, we've reached the bottom. What cool tricks did you do?
0: I couldn't really see because there was so much snow blasting in my face, but uh, I did a few backflips.
1: I did an Ollie and a double Tony Hawk.
0: Dang. I did a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for the
1: PlayStation 1, and then I totally ate it. I just, I gotta be honest, I fell. Wow. I've heard the soundtrack on that is spectacular, but it's a bummer you fell. So, uh, do you want to tell them about our theme music? Yeah, I couldn't really hear the uh, the
0: Tony Hawk Post Area 2 soundtrack because I was listening to Threadbare by Glenn Merle off the album Burden of Proof. He does our theme song, and he has more music. You can check it out on Spotify, check it out on iTunes, or his uh, website, Glimmerlmusic.com.
1: Yeah, and uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we're actively posting on Twitter and Instagram. And, yeah, so our Twitter is SConfidenceShow, and, uh, yeah, Twitter, give us more characters so we can be like our Instagram, which is at Strictly Confidential Show. And then if you want to email us anything or reach out like our friend Zach did to give us today's theory, shoot us an email at Show at gmail.com or DM us on either of those other platforms. If you like this show, tell your best
0: friends listen to it. You guys have similar tastes, and that's the best way for us to grow is word of mouth. And we yeah. would greatly appreciate it. Get your buddies on board. Let's get a
1: paranoid together. And if you genuinely liked what you heard, leave us a review on iTunes. Even if you're not listening on iTunes or anything, iTunes is where most of that uh, affects us. So, yeah, leave us a review. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm Jetson. And I'm Jeff Gordon. And this has been Strictly Confidential. As always, watch out for bird bones.